If you're with us this morning uh, for the first time, thanks for coming. We appreciate you taking time out. I know many of you are with family, and and uh, if you're, uh, I get that because when I grew up, my family all lived away, and so I, we would every every holiday was spent traveling to be somewhere for Christmas or Easter, and so um, I get that. We're glad you're here this morning. We have been in a series up until today on the songs of Christmas, and what we've been looking at is there are five quote-unquote songs that are mentioned in connection with the Christmas story. Um, there, the, the first one is um, with uh, uh, Elizabeth, and we did not talk about hers because the song that she sings is primarily about John the Baptist. Uh, the next one is Zechariah, who is uh, John the Baptist's father. And he, in, in his song, talking about the birth of his son, also talks about the birth of Jesus Christ. And so we talked about some lessons that we could learn from there, about the idea of, of, of the blessed being, being a blessing. We talked about Mary's song, um, which was the idea of magnifying God and how uh, she talked about how incredible it was that she had been chosen to do this very difficult task. And then uh, last week we talked about the angel song, where... Because Jesus coming onto the scene, because God wrapped in human flesh was so incredible that even heaven couldn't be quiet. And as the angels stood back and watched this, at some point they said, we got to tell somebody, and they told the shepherds, who really were the social outcasts of the day. If there's anybody who you would have proclaimed the story to, it would not have been the shepherds. It would have been the priests, or it would have been the king, or it would have been uh, religious people, not the social outcasts of the day. And we talked about the importance of the idea of the, the common, ordinary person in this Christmas story. This morning, we're going to look at the last song, which is by, by a guy by the name of Simeon, um, or Simon. People pronounce it different ways. I want to say Simeon. Um, this story occurs about 40 days after the birth of Christ. It's found in Luke uh, chapter 2. And uh, let's read the story, and we'll walk through it, and then we'll pull some things out for us. Luke chapter 2, I'll have it up here on the screen for you. Uh, it, here's what it says. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Let's just stop for a second. He's, this guy's unique because he is a, 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 he's a solid guy. He's a guy who is a guy of character. He's a guy of, uh, of standing uh, among people. Uh, he... he he was somebody who was respected. And it says he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. This guy's waiting for Jesus to come on the scene. Uh, he, knows, he knows his Old Testament. He knows that God's going to make a difference. And he's just sitting back waiting for this incredible thing to happen. And notice what it says. It said, uh, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Apparently, somehow in his, in his background or whatever else, God had revealed to him that before he died, uh, he would see the, the Christ child. Now, because of that, a lot of people assume that he's old. We don't know that that's necessarily true. Uh, he, he could have been a young man, but, but he, was, he had that promise given to him that he would not die until he saw the Christ child. And, and notice what it goes on to say. So he came by the Spirit to the temple. And when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, we'll talk about that in a minute, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. 
For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. He has this song where he talks about what he has been able to just see and do. And, and just don't take this too far, but I want you to think about this for a minute. He got to touch the face of God. He got to hold God in his hands. And that was an incredible event. That was an incredible moment for him. Notice what he goes on to say. Uh, the story continues on. It says, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul, but the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Simeon now takes a turn and talks to Mary and Joseph. We're going we're to talk about all of that in a second. But that, that's the story in a nutshell. So let me hit a couple of things to put it in perspective, and then we'll grab some things that we can learn from it. Uh, a male child born in, in a Jewish world, there were, there were a system of things that they had to do according to the law. Uh, one was to be circumcised, uh, and usually that's at the point that they had given the name. Um, so Mary and Joseph had done that, and then about 33 days after that, or 40 days after the birth, uh, the woman in, in Jewish culture is considered uh, unclean. So she has to bring an offering to the temple. And so Mary and Joseph, as part of the Jewish culture, would have done that, and that's when this story occurred. So they bring, the, they bring her uh, and Jesus to the temple, and make an offering. And the, the, the other passage tells us the idea that, that they bring two turtle, uh, two turtle doves. <clears throat> a traditional offering was a lamb, but a lamb was more expensive, and if you were poor, you were allowed to do two turtle doves. So the fact that they bring that offering tells us something of the, the economic background of Mary and Joseph. Again, the wise men had not come yet, so they don't have the money from the wise men. Um, so they come to make this offering. The second thing they would have done, which the Bible does not talk about, but in Jewish culture, the firstborn male had to make an offering of five shekels of silver for redemption. It was a redemptive offering. Uh, and, and for those of you who have been around the Bible a long time, the idea that they would have done this when Jesus was really the one who would redeem is an incredible thought. Uh, but again, he came to fulfill the law, not, not to uh, abolish it. So uh, that would have occurred. And then there would have been a dedication or a blessing of the child, which we have. So we have two of those three things talked about in this story. So what happens is Mary and Joseph bring this child, and Simeon, this righteous, devout man, who had been led by God to get there about the same time, shows up. And he's amazed that he has been able to see this, this child and one of the things that Simeon does is he talks about the idea that this child is going to bring light to the world and glory to the Gen light to the Gentiles and glory to Israel. Now that's incredibly significant, and here's why. It's the first time in any of the songs we've talked about the Gentiles. Up until now, all of the th focus has been Jews. But Simeon points out that this child. This little child, stand, not standing, but before him, that he is holding, is now going to be a light to the Gentile. 
So for the first time, you and I, as non-Jewish people, are included in the salvation story. And he talks about what an incredible moment it is for him to hold God in his hand, to hold God wrapped in flesh with him and be able to see that. And yes, he's going to bring glory to Israel because he is a Jew. But more importantly, he's going to bring light to the Gentile. And that gives an incredible hope to you and to me. But one of the things that you notice in this story is Simeon does something that no other song does. And Simeon talks to Mary and Joseph about the real cost of raising this child. You see, when Gabriel comes, he tells Mary how wonderful it's going to be. When the angels come, they tell the shepherds how wonderful this is going to be. When the shepherds go to meet Jesus, they tell him how wonderful everything is. Nobody's ever talked about how difficult it's going to be. Nobody's ever talked about the dark side or the sorrow side of Christmas yet. But Simeon introduces that concept to Mary and Joseph. And he looks at him and he says, you need to understand, a sword, and literally the idea in the, in the Greek language is a Goliath-type sword, is going to pierce your soul. And, and literally the idea in Greek is not just pierce one, but it's going to continue to pierce you. In other words, Simeon looks at Mary and Joseph and says, you know what, you have an incredible task ahead of you. Because Jesus, and because you're the parents of Jesus, because you're going to raise this child, you need to understand, there are... People are going to rise and fall because he's now into the world. There's going to be some incredible difficult hardship. There are going to be some incredible things that you're going to have to sit back and watch. They're going to break your heart. You see, the Christmas story, although it's one of joy and hope and peace and encouragement and everything else, is also a story of sorrow. It's also a story of heartache. I mean, yeah, those of you who have been around for a while, you know, you know what's going to happen. Herod's going to get ticked off and, and start killing children because of the birth of Jesus. You know, within the first two Christmases, we have children that have died because of Jesus coming onto the scene. A time of sorrow. A time where weeping was never, had never been heard like that in that area. And we don't think about those things. We don't think about the fact that you and I, when, when, when we embrace life, we... We come into this world to live, and as we get older, one of the things that we do is we, we often do all kinds of things to hold on to life. Why? Because we were born to live. But this child, this child was born to die. This child was born to willingly go to a cross. That was his sole purpose, was to glorify God and go to the cross for us. So from the get-go, this is a, that's why the Old Testament says he is a man of sorrows. Acquainted with much grief. You know, for us, Christmas is, is, is an exciting time. I mean, you know, particularly this year. You know, now, now that we got a granddaughter, it's starting to become fun again. Um, you know, it was getting old just giving gift cards to the older kids. Uh, <laughs> you know, now it's like, you know, my wife finally looked at me and went, Stop, you cannot buy anything else for your granddaughter. And I was like, Well, maybe. Uh... <laughs> But, you know, so, so, it's, so it's fun. But you know what? I'm realistic enough. I've done this job long enough. I've been a pastor long enough to know this. For many of you, this is tough. Because this season brings back all of the memories you had with a loved one who aren't here. And, and I get that. I get that it's not easy 
And it's not a joy for everyone. I understand that. What I want you to understand this morning is you're in good company. Because Mary and Joseph from the get-go were made to understand that although Jesus coming to the world was incredible, it was also going to come at a high price, that they were going to have to deal with a lot of sorrow and grief and hardship. If you're here this morning and that's your story, I want you to understand that's also the Christmas story. That was Simeon's story. That was Simeon's story that, that, that Mary and Joseph, look, he's going to do some incredible things, but you're also going to have to watch some very hard things, and you're going to have to deal with some very difficult things. And Mary, you're going to have to watch a child die. You're going to have to deal with that, Mary. But that's a difficult path, but that's a difficult path that God has chosen for you, and he will be with you all along the way. And for some of you, that's your story. For whatever reason, and it may not be a death of somebody, but it just might be a difficult road, a health thing or a job thing, whatever. God has chosen for you, and it is difficult for you as you struggle. I want you to understand that God is with you in that journey, too. You are not in it alone. That Simeon song is a song of, of sorrow, but it's also a song of salvation. See, it's also a song of hope because he tells him, he tells them, look, this child is going to bring light to the Gentile world. People in darkness are going to be able to see for the first time. It's a story for the whole world. You know, this building thing, one of the things that, that we've learned is that you have, to be, you have to be able to adapt and you have to be able to put up with stuff and you have to be able to kind of weather through some stuff. One of the things that I noticed when we built and connected these two buildings together is... Uh, First of all, you couldn't see in the parking lot. It was like pitch black, so we put a little light out there. Um, and that worked. And then we, we got a big light out there. So then we got the parking lot all lit up. But now here's the problem. When you, go into that, when you go in from that door to the next door, at night, it's pitch black in there. And it's pitch black in here. So you couldn't see. So then we ordered a little light that's a motion sensor. So now as soon as you walk in the door, it goes on so you can see to get to the next door. And it's a little thing, but it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing. Why? Because that little bit of light makes it so you can see. This little baby was going to make it so a world could see that they needed a Savior and that he was the answer to their sin problem and that he had come to redeem them. And he gives them an incredible light an incredible hope, an incredible opportunity. If you're here this morning, please hear me. This story isn't just about a baby. This Christmas story is about a Savior who came into the world to live a sinless life, who did not have to die but chose to die in your place and my place. He chose to go to the cross. He chose to say, you know what? I'll take their sin upon me. I'll give them my righteousness. All they have to do is ask. I will offer it as a gift. Many of you today, if you've not opened gifts, you're going to open gifts today. And you're going to open a gift. Now, here's a question for you this morning. What, okay, I'll, I'll just tell you the story. Okay. My wife and I, uh, we try to always carve out a couple of days before Christmas. And we go to Omaha and we celebrate our anniversary. And it's just kind of a wind-down time for us for the season. And we just got back from that last night. And one of the things that we do is we try to find new things. And so I was... 
I always ask people, you know, okay, when you, when you go to Omaha, what do you do? And so somebody told me about this adult video arcade uh, that's in Omaha. And so I said, I'm in. I want to go there. So my wife grudgingly went with me. She's like, you know, all right. However, my wife got hooked, okay? Because one of the games there, you ever been to a carnival and you played a little fishbowl game? Okay, so they have a fishbowl thing, but you don't have to win fish, okay? Which is awesome. If you've ever had a kid play that game and they come home with this fish and you go, now what are we going to do? We're going to watch a fish die slowly. That's what we're going to do. So, so we, she, she gets hooked on this thing. I mean, hooked on this thing. She's buying and so we keep putting ball and, you know, the little card in, and she keeps playing and playing. <clears throat> and then we realize that they give you all these tickets, and then you can go into the store, and you can buy stuff with the tickets that you got from playing the game. So it's a phenomenal little concept. Um, but so we do that. And we find out we're really close to getting the big bear. I mean, she's played this thing a lot, okay? You know, you know, you know I joke, and I didn't cost it. I was thinking, that's a $200 bear. No, um, um, but it wasn't. But, I mean, so, so we get this bear, and we have the, it's a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog like this big. The last thing Claire needs is another stuffed animal. But can you imagine me handing that to Claire today, okay, because we're going to do our thing tonight. Okay, Claire's, those of you who know, she's like, I don't know, 14 months, something like that. Um, can you imagine me handing her that bag, and she sits there and stares at the bag the whole time? And she doesn't take it. And she doesn't open it up, and she doesn't grab a hold of that big dog. All she does is stare at the bag. Here's a question. Does she get to enjoy that bear or that dog? No. See, it's not hers until she opens it and grabs it and embraces it and then probably won't let go of it for the rest of the day. It's not hers until she does that. Salvation is no different. It's a gift that Jesus Christ offers. He's not going to force it on you. He's not going to make you do it. He offers it, but you have to take it and embrace it and make it your own. That's the Christmas story. That's what this season's all about. And many of you all day today or last night or whatever, you're going to open gifts and you're going to receive them and you're going to enjoy them and you're going to appreciate them. But some of you will look at this thing of salvation and say, you know, it's not for me. You don't understand. That's your choice. But God offers it as a free gift. That's what this season is all about. And Simeon's song, Simeon's song is one that amazes us, the fact that light, hope, has been brought to the Gentile world. That's us. And the other thing is this. It's somewhat of a missionary song. It's the idea that Simeon says, now that I have seen this, I can rest. Now that I have seen this, my life is complete. The idea in the, in the original language is, is the idea of untying, a, uh, setting a boat to sail, or untying an animal and letting it run. It's the idea of setting it free, and you need to understand that that's what salvation does. But it sets us free not to live for ourselves, but to live for God. You see, look, there's a whole world out there who needs hope, who needs Christ, who needs to understand this story. And unfortunately for a lot of them, today is going to be about Santa Claus and reindeer and snowmen and 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 and, and little, uh, okay, see, my mind goes to places like that, like the little frozen guy. 
Um, you know, your, your mind, huh? Olaf. Now we're all going to be singing that Frozen song in our head all day. Um, but, I, I mean, you know, some of you are going, what? Don't, trust me, if you don't know, stay naive. Uh, trust me there. Uh, but, I mean, you know, what happens is we get lost in all of that. That's not what this, the, the story It's about a baby who came to grow up, grow up to be a man to die in our place. And you know what? We need to tell other people that story as well. And Simeon was so excited when he saw this that he looked back on it and, and, and to think, I cannot, I cannot imagine what it would have been like to hold God wrapped in human flesh in your hands. And Simeon had done that. And he said, that's it. I'm ready to go now. Until he went, I guarantee you, he told that story everywhere he went about what he saw and what he experienced, just like the shepherds we talked about last week. So as we gather today, I want to encourage you. Appreciate the gift of salvation you've been given. For those of you who this is a difficult day, my heart goes out to you. But I want you to understand it was part of the original story as well. And for those of you who don't know what this season is about, it is our prayer that you would talk to us. It is our prayer that you would take this gift and make it your own. It is our prayer that you would realize that you need a Savior, that you believe in Jesus Christ, that you commit your life to Him, that you make Him a part of your life, a central part of it. Because that's what this story is all about. So I end with this. Simeon reminds us of the hope that the birth of Jesus Christ brings to this world. But he also reminds us of the sorrow that comes with his birth. Mary and Joseph would not have a life that would be easy, but it was a path that God had chosen for them. They would watch as their child would bring light, glory, hope, and salvation to a lost world. That's what we celebrate today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you. Lord, for those this morning who are here, who this is just a tough day, it's a tough season, Lord, would you encourage their hearts? Lord, would you help them to understand that uh, although the path ahead of them is not easy, it's not one that they have to walk alone. Lord, for those who have not put their faith and trust in you, Lord, would this, may this be the day that they come to understand that a gift is not theirs until it has been received. And Lord, for those of us who have received that gift, Lord, may we share that that opportunity that we have to talk about you to others, Lord. May we share that hope and that light and uh, the peace, Lord, that only comes from you. And Lord, when it is all said and done and we gather around your kingdom, we gather around your throne together as brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, may we rejoice in the fact that, uh, Lord, you used us to touch other lives. These things we ask in your name. Amen. Um, let's stand together and uh, let's sing the first verse.